on a couple of platforms here already. We're live on YouTube. Hello, uh, we're saying this for posterity for YouTube because we don't have a lot of, uh, we don't have a lot of, uh, yeah, we're on, we're on. It's good, it's good, it's good. No, see, not yet, no, get my picture there a little nicer. Make my picture a little nicer. We're not on, on, um, on uh, Facebook yet. So uh, here we go, here we go. Start live video. All right. Uh, hey, everybody. Good afternoon. It is 2 p.m. where we are. I don't know what time it is where you are, but you are there and here am I. Millions of viewers go by, but they all disappear from view. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Living on a Thin Line with Tony Visick. I am Tony Visick. We come to you every day at 2 p.m. Arizona time. We are your daily reprieve from all the anger, anxiety, weirdness, and hoopla going on in the world today. We come to you on three platforms, ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com, YouTube on the Comedy Schools channel, and here on a Facebook Live uh, it's just my personal Facebook page, Facebook Live. We're not really doing this show other than we just want to do the show. Um, and the issue is where people go, well, you could be having a lot more viewers, a lot more hits. You could be monetizing your YouTube page or your Facebook page. And I know the issue is that every time someone comes to me and says, here's how you can make more money, uh, it requires me doing... 10 times the amount of work, you know, so um, every time Shirley just said, every time I monetize, I get individual people. So, um, yeah, it's just um, then, you know, then you're trying to do the work while trying to keep up with the work you're already doing. And it's just, you know what it is? It's just a mess. So we're just happy. Uh, we're happy with the fan base that we have. We're happy with all of you who watch on a regular basis. We're happy with what we're doing. Uh, since we're not manically trying to monetize this particular show. I'm not, look, if there was a way to do it and I went, okay, the, the, the path is clear, okay, and we have the time and effort and energy to do it, I, you know, I may do it, but I'm actually happy uh, with the way things are right now, you know, so I enjoy doing this show very much. I enjoy our regular viewers, uh, friends and family who uh, tune in every day. Uh, I enjoy the comments. I enjoy it all. So uh, that is that. Um I already had like a full morning. All right, so a couple things. All right, so Shirley and I are both a little, uh, a little huh today. How are we today? We're a little huh. And it's not because of any um, external issues. You know, it's not because of uh, something we saw on television uh, or something like that. It's, you know what it is? It's just from a sincere lack of sleep. We're not going to, uh, we're gonna, because we're kind of like uh, in the same position as new parents are right now. You know, when you have a new baby, it's a brand new, it's a baby. And you bring that baby home and the baby keeps you up all night for weeks on end. We have a, um, we have a kitten. We have a kitten. Now, uh, if you're not cat people, I really don't care. I don't give I don't give a shit about you. If you're not cat people, and I don't want to hear about it, to be frank with you. Uh, I have not had cats for about 20 years. Uh, we've had dogs. We had two dogs, Roscoe and Chica, and we were very happy with our dogs. Prior to that, I will tell you, for 15 years, I had two cats. Name, uh, and I named them after buildings in the South Bay, which is uh, the south, uh, it's south of Los Angeles, the Torrance area, uh, getting down near uh, um, uh, Huntington Beach area, uh, uh, two office buildings out there, uh, signs I saw in the building, Shibui and Shakihara. 
Those were two big names I saw in two glistening chrome office buildings near Torrance, California, when um, I first got these two cats in like 1989. And I had those cats until er, the early 2000s uh, when they, um, they had uh, lived a full life and they had run its course. So um, I was opposed, though, to having a cat for quite some time. Opposed to having a cat. Not because I'm anti-cat, but uh, we got a lot of leather stuff in this house. Okay, and we already have two dogs. Okay, and so there were common sense reasons to not add an additional pet into this home. And Shirley agreed. However, somehow the universe decided that we should have a cat. Now, how this is going to work out, I don't know. But uh, because Shirley found a baby kitten that still had its umbil um umbilical cord. I started, I started to say umbilical. Umbilical cord attached that had been tossed into a dumpster. And I don't care who you are. I don't care how hard you are. I don't care how tough you are. I don't care how mean you are. Unless you're a complete piece of shit sociopath, you don't throw uh, a living kitten in a dumpster. You just don't. And if you happen to run across a kitten in a dumpster, then you got to fish it out. That's all there is to it. So we have fished out this cat, and now it's here, and it's not even opened its eyes yet. You know, I got to be honest, the jury's still out. We're bottle feeding a cat that's supposed to be uh, on a nipple. But uh, everything's being done, and the cat seems to be... Now, the jury's not out on keeping the cat. I just got to look. Okay, the jury's out on, you know... The health of the health of the feline, uh, but I'm I'm hoping for a good outcome. And so far, the outcome looks good. It's hungry, it's noisy, and that's the problem. Now, every two or three hours, it's just wait, and uh, either Shirley wakes up to feed the cat, or um, not only that. Here's the problem with falling asleep in this house right now. I'm going to tell you the problem with falling asleep in our house right now. First off, I'm not a night sleeper. I have no reason to be out at night anymore at 65. I'm not a nightclub dude. I'm not a bartender. Okay, I'm not out drinking and dancing all night. But my internal clock is sleep all day and stay up all night. You know, so that's always a struggle. So I never fall asleep. The nights that I fall asleep before midnight are unusual. But now uh, Chica, which is uh, our older dog, and she's like 14, and she's, uh, she is part, she's part Chihuahua, she's part Terrier, and part Demon. Um, she cannot hop up onto the bed at night. And yes, the dogs sleep on the bed. And I know a lot of people go, I don't let my dogs sleep on the bed. And yeah, yeah, you, 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 okay? I don't care about you, all right? Uh, I, I don't want to spend my life yelling. I used to not yell at my daughter about cleaning up her room. I go, it's her room, you know? I mean, if it started glowing, you know, then I would... Um, you know, I'd say something, but I go, I don't want my relation, my daughter being about having to clean up her room. She will be either a messy person or a clean person. And she'll probably end up being like me, a messy person when she was young. And then when you get older and you kind of take an ownership of your space because you're an adult, you start cleaning it up. Uh, same thing with, I'm not going to spend all my time yelling at dogs for getting on furniture and stuff. I'm just not. So, but the, the little dog jumps off, you know, to use her pee pad, hopefully. All right, or uh, get a drink of water in the middle of the night and then sits at the foot of the bed and whines until you get up and put her back into bed. So that interrupts your sleep. Now we got this kitten, Ray, by the way. Ray, that's a cat's name. Ray. Hey, Ray. Yeah, no, I don't care if it's female or not. Its name is Ray. You could be female named Ray, like Raylene. Hi, Raylene. 
See, my wife is not uh, is not familiar with the ways of rural communities and how if you uh, wanted to name a uh, baby Ray because you thought it was to be a boy, but it turns out to be a girl, you just name it Ray Lane, Ray Letta, Ray Quanda. See, there's a lot of female Ray names. So now we got the cat crying every two hours, and you know what? And they're not coordinated. So one hour, the dog's crying, so we'll get up and pick it, put it in bed. And then the other hour, the cat's crying because it needs to be fed. And so by about 5 o'clock in the morning, I'm crying because I've had no sleep. Okay. So we're both a little ee today, and we've already had a full day. Uh, day started out very cool. Started out very cool. Um, had a uh, Zoom meeting with a uh, company that went to hire comics uh, and use them via Zoom. Uh, very good meeting. I thought I had blown the meeting. I thought the meeting was shot because I had a sound issue. I am telling this company that we can we can deliver uh, comedic entertainment via Zoom, and I'm having sound issues. Uh, fortunately, uh, we think that we've discovered what our sound issue is here. It was a piece of equipment, uh, and uh, we've been able to resolve it. And fortunately, they saw past it. It looks like we got that account, so I'm jazzed about that. People are moving forward, man. People are moving forward safely and sanely. Now, you're not going to catch me, you know, uh, at a football stadium this fall yet. You're not going to catch me at, inside an NBA stadium if such could take place. You're not going to catch me at a crowded bar. You're not going to catch me in New York on a subway. I'm not a fool. You're not going to go into super spreaders. I'm not going to go into super spreaders, okay? And I'm not going to have that on my head. But I am planning for a future, and a lot of other people are too. And I hope you are as well. Matter of fact, I'm going to buy more bobbleheads as the future goes on. Um, but anyway, I had that meeting, and then I had a guy come out. Uh, this is the third time I've had someone come out and try to sell me solar. Third time. Now, both times previously, it was discovered there's not enough roof space on our house to save us money. So this third one, we think we have the problem solved and we could be going solar real soon. You don't save a lot of money with solar anymore. At first, it looked like you'd save a fortune. You have solar panels, you buy the solar panels, you put the solar panels up, and then you're uh, disconnected from the grid, etc. But the electric companies found a way to overcome that. And of course, uh, they use other lobbying and legislative powers to make sure that even if you uh, are using solar, they get their pound of flesh. They get their pound of flesh, they do. Uh, but still, uh, I think it's, uh, we'll save a little money. We'll save some money. And I like to pinch pennies till Lincoln cries. I do one of two things financially. I either pinch pennies till Lincoln cries or I spend like a drunken sailor. There is no in-between for me. No in-between at all. <laughs> uh, so uh, I'll keep you abreast if we become a solar home real soon. And then as soon as this broadcast is over today, I am hopping in my vehicle and I'm bringing my hand sanitizer, my gloves, and uh, my mask, and my backup mask. I have a backup mask. I use a backup mask. I don't just bring one mask. Go someplace. I don't just bring one mask. I bring a backup mask. All right? So I mask it up good, but I'm going to be grabbing my gloves. I bring two sets of gloves because it might touch more than one thing. You read that the way you want, you sick perverts. I'm going to bring my hand sanitizer. Because it might touch more than one thing. You read that the way you want, you sick perverts. And then, and then I'm going to bring my mask and my backup mask. I got one of those N95, one of those duckbill masks. I got one of those, and I've got surgical masks, and I'm going to bring two or three. Because you know what I've had happen? Have you guys had this happen? 
where all of a sudden the little eater loop string breaks on your mask and now you're defenseless against the virus? Let's be honest. It's not that you are defenseless against the virus. Uh, those around you are defenseless against you if you have the virus. Let me repeat. We don't wear masks to protect us. We wear masks to protect others. We wear masks out of decency, out of good manners, out of caring and compassion for our fellow human beings. And anyone who knows me <coughs> knows I'm one compassionate son of a bitch. So, uh, <laughs> okay. Filled you in on the day. Had a fun day. I have no bobbleheads to show you today. I have no um, uh, no knickknacks or paraphernalia. I'm going to go a little short today because I do have to hop in the car. Because well, when I'm finished with this, I'm hopping in the car and driving up to uh, 860 West Warner Road to meet my good friend Jim Perry. Well, he will be handing me the keys to JP's Comedy Club. This is going to be uh, the Greater Phoenix Area's latest and greatest uh, live comedy entertainment venue. Yes, we'll start out small. Make sure any audiences are social. Uh, there's proper social distancing, but we're preparing for the future starting today. And I hope you will have that same mindset. Uh, Abhinav Goyle has just said something very rude. Abhinav Goyle is trying to hurt feelings today. That's what Abhinav Goyle is doing. He goes, I thought you were a mask so no one could smell your breath. No, Abhinav, that's why you have grown the beard you have in your face. I don't know if you've seen a picture of Abhinav Goyle lately, but it looks like Sherwood Forest attacked the lower part of his head. Uh, Josh Graves says so much compassion. You know, Josh Graves, Josh Graves is a very funny guy. He is, by the way, Josh, Josh Graves has joined in the conversation. Very funny guy. Uh, good old Southern boy. All right. Uh, decent guy. Wonderful guy. Um, and uh, um, we've been compassionate towards you, Josh because we've allowed you to speak to us. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, you know who saved your bacon a bunch of times, Josh? Shirley. There's been times that I go, Josh Graves. She goes, you know what? He's, he's, he's a good boy. He's a good boy. And I says, you don't know him as well as I do. Uh, Josh Graves is a very funny guy. If you had a chance to see him do a show live or on Zoom or... Um, in a bathroom stall at a bus station someplace. I highly suggest you uh, check it out. But uh, Josh Graves is one of the people who we were being socially distant from well before the pandemic, and it's kept us healthy. Um, what can I tell you? Uh, Josh, you, uh, <laughs> Tina, my clothes, let's say something. And you're a two-masker, that's right. And you're a two-masker, that's right. That's right. Who was that masked man? Diddle it, diddle it. Let's get to the music. What time is it? What time do I have? All right, I'm only going to go a few more minutes because I got to hop in the car. All right, uh, here's what I'm going to. Uh, here, I'm just going to recommend one album today. By the way, you can sit there and listen to these guys for hours, and I don't think I have uh, talked about them before, but uh, here we are. If I was going to recommend a piece of music for you to listen to this weekend, if you like good melodies, if you like good harmonies, if you like well put together, well produced songs of this era, any. The golden hits of the platters. The golden hits of the platters. Josh Graves says, Shirley is my garden angel. Sweet gal. Yeah, don't push it. Don't, you know. Uh, Thank you, Josh. And then she says, Josh. I bought the platters now, not Josh Graves. The golden hits of the platters. Here they are. The original platters. Five people. The lead singer was a man named Tony Williams. Uh, here are some of their hits. 
in the 50s and 60s. The great pretender. Oh, yes, I'm the great pretender. That's what Josh should play before he goes on stage when he says he's a comic. Uh, only you, only you. A beautiful song. I love you a thousand times. That's okay. With this ring, that's okay. My prayer, stunningly beautiful love song. You've got the magic touch. A lot of fun. Harbor Lights, that's okay. Uh, and their version, their version of uh, a song from the 1920s or 30s, Smoke Gets in Your Eyes, which is just stunning. Then I'm Sorry in Twilight Time. So the big hits on here that I love. And these songs are kind of like uh, the movie uh, Goodfellas. If it's on, you can't help but watch it. If I ever hear these songs, I can't help but sit and listen to them. The Great Pretender, Only You, My Prayer, and Smoke Gets in Your Eyes. The Platters were incredibly talented group of singers. They were put together by a music producer and writer named Buck Ram. Buck Ram wrote The Great Pretender. Buck Ram wrote Only You. Uh, and Buck Ram, uh, uh, yeah, uh, let's see, those two songs. There were all, also other ones that he wrote as well. Buck Ram owned the rights to the platters. So Tony Williams is unknown to you, but you know the voice. If you've ever heard The Great Pretender, if you've ever heard Only You, if you've only heard, if you've ever heard their version of Smoke Gets in Your Eyes, you have heard Tony Williams' voice, and you think that guy is fantastic. You're what a good voice. But he uh, is like so many, so many of the doo-wop singers and even the rock singers and rock and roll singers of their era uh, signed contracts that basically just made them employees. And Tony Williams, of course, had a terrible uh, drug and alcohol problem, and uh, uh, his life was difficult towards the end. Although I did hear a rumor that he did pull it out at the at the very end and maybe it ended up okay but never achieved the incredible fame because his voice was just as good as nat king cole's you know just as good as uh um uh as Smokey robinson you know just as maybe even better than those guys you know so you know just wonderful just wonderful um you want to check out the platters definitely check them out the platters music remained so popular and the desire to see them so much in demand that well into the 80s and the 90s, the platters were touring throughout the country. Not only was the music of the platters so wonderful and so enduring, there were multiple groups of platters. I opened for the platters in New Mexico. I saw a version of them in Las Vegas. On the same night I was over in New Mexico, they were playing down in Alabama. They were playing in Florida, playing in New York. There were at one time, I think, five to seven touring groups called the Platters, all owned by Buck Ram or his company. And they were able to pull that off. They were able to pull that off. They weren't tributes to the Platters. They called themselves the Platters. As a matter of fact, when I saw them in Las Vegas, they had a song where part of the lyrics was, the music of Buck Ram lives on today. So I remember when I saw them in Las Vegas, I'm looking at them, I'm going, these are not the original Platters. Because I even called, uh, it was a downtown casino, and I go, these are the Platters? They go, yes. I go, the original Platters? They go, these are the Platters. There are no other. They go, okay. I knew maybe to be one or two, but I'm watching them go, not one of them was with the original group. 
Buck Graham owned the name, he owned the license, he owned the copyrights, and he was able to then put together people who had never recorded the songs and call them the platters and send them out. Good, bad, or indifferent, I don't know. You're in a nightclub, you're at a party, you're at a casino, and you're listening to music, and the music's making you uh, feel good. It doesn't make much of a difference to you. But he was able to do that. Now, conversely, a number of years, uh, around that time in the 1970s, the manager of Fleetwood Mac tried to lay claim to that he owned the name Fleetwood Mac and put out a Fleetwood Mac touring band that contained no original members, did not contain Mick Fleetwood or John McVie, and everybody called bullshit on it. Uh, they were not successful. At one time, there were two separate touring groups of uh, Fleetwood Mac, John McVie and Mick Fleetwood with uh, the uh, side people they had hired and uh, are the musicians they worked with and the, uh, the, the group that uh, the managers put out with. It ended up in a big court case. Mick Fleetwood won and was able to retain his name. But you see, I don't know what you're taking from that story right now. But here's something to think about. Okay? No one called bullshit on it that Tony Williams never got his due. No one called bullshit on it when there were multiple platters groups touring that not one was an original platter. No one complained. No one could do anything. And that was that black group. It was an African-American group. With Fleetwood Mac, it was, so, it was so apparent to us that they were phony and there was a big call and a big argument uh, to, to stop them. Does that say anything? That black artists could be easily replicated and sent out and no one batted an eye and when white artists tried it, there was a big, a big, uh, uh, a big hue and cry. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that, but now you know the story, and you come to your own conclusions. And I tell you what I'm going to come to right now. I'm going to come to the end of this show because I'm going to hop in a car and go up to JP's Comedy Club. I'll be telling you all about it tomorrow, tomorrow, Saturday at our special time, 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, 7 p.m. Arizona Time, living on a thin line. Thank you, everybody, for watching today. I will see you manana. Listen to the platters. You will be glad that you did. Bye-bye. And